I just got stuck in a bogey train. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the bogey train. Gosh, it's good to be back here with my guys as always. I'm Nick, by the way. You knew that though. All of our loyal listeners. I'll let them introduce themselves. Gang's back in the house yet again. After a fresh off a hot weekend of golf, it was a good weekend. I actually watched golf, even though I was watching it at midnight. So I actually did turn some live on this week too, Noah, just so you know. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Let's go, Jenks. You're turning you, a corner. I love to hear that. You and no one uh, else. I was Noah. one of the 4,000 viewers. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> Noah J, also here, fresh off of a uh, practice session on the putting green. I heard your comments. I heard your concerns. And we're making strides to better our golf game. So here we go. Big, big things in the near footers? future. Uh, no, I'm working my way up. Starting at two and a half, but no, it's it's a good start. Good start. We'll be there in no time. I like that. I made, I made most of them today. So. I want to get the chalk line out there too. Yeah, I need a lot of lines or something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, I I couldn't do this episode without um, just commenting on your dolphins, Noah. Uh, my sincerest apologies, even though I'm not really sorry, but. Um, so here, I'm here. wearing my Vikings quarter zip today. I just Yikes. wanted to make sure you saw that. Yeah. Um, zap, 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 zap. Okay. All I, all I have to say is you guys are lucky that Tua was still hurt. this week. No, dude, I don't, I don't care. I don't. And we'll see you guys in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> They're lucky that Jalen Waddle can't hold on to the football. Yeah. True. He led to two turnovers. He dropped that pass that ended up as an interception and he fumbled. Which was a crazy interception. It's because yeah. Teddy doesn't know. You always throw to Tyreek 100% of the time. Well, Teddy's Tyreke. just used to throwing it to the Vikings, I think, honestly. Yeah, on it. for real, though. I know. I feel he would have left those, those days behind him. But he was just like, yep, He's like, here, have the ball. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, I just thought I would uh, – I had to, had to touch on that thorough, uh, thorough butt whooping that went, went on down in South Beach. So That's all right. That's all right. Two will be back next week, and – yeah, he'll geez. Be and he'll be what are you guys three and week. three and three now? That's tough. That's tough. I yeah, mean, but I mean, yeah, you can't blame them though. They just ran into an absolute juggernaut, the five and one Vikings. So I actually, I mistakenly called the Skylar Thompson injury yesterday. So my fantasy football league, they they do like just a, a fun podcast that we send out to the league every week, and we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater. And I said he's he's back, but he's going to be the backup for when Skylar Thompson gets hurt this game. And sure enough, second quarter, Skylar Thompson out of the game. There you go. Well, there's your uh, NFL update on uh, the golf podcast. So hopefully you enjoyed it, and uh, we can just make it an NFL podcast slowly but surely. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the two minutes that uh, Boom used to do. Exactly. Yep. Except we only talked about one game. <clears throat> The only yep. game I cared about. So, yep. all right. Well, turning to the golf, have to start with the PGA Tour, the Zozo Championship over in Japan. Uh, you know, I think they, uh, I think they did the tee times over there that the viewing schedule wasn't too bad over here. I think the final round on Sunday, so Saturday night for us. I mean, I think it went till about two a.m. So, 
not that bad. Uh, especially if anyone's on a uh, college sleep schedule, that's, that's basically an average night, but yeah, normal. Uh, I don't know. Overall, what'd you think of the event? I, you know, I have, I've watched the Zozo before. Um, you know, was it 2019? I watched the last couple of rounds when Tiger Woods was playing and he ended up winning it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I like the Zozo. I, I like the, how they try and kind of bring in a lot of the rest of the world for the PGA tour. You know, there's a little stretch where they had some Australia events. Um, they have the, the Zozo now, uh, and they used to play in China as well. And that was always a fun one. I hope um, they bring the CJ Cup back to Korea soon. I because, think that's the plan eventually. Yeah, that was a that was a. I like the course actually at Nine Bridges. The, the yeah. couple of years that they had it there, but the CJ Cup is what's coming up this week. But it's been been in the U.S. for a few years now. The, so. the one course I miss is uh, the the Sheshan National, where they used to have the HSBC champions. Oh, see, I didn't like that course. I loved that course. Uh, they had it in Tiger Woods 10, I believe it was. Tiger really? Woods 11. Yep. On the Wii. And it was just one of my favorite courses. To play. On the Wii. It was so fun. Oh, man. You know, I, didn't, I don't know how I felt because obviously I am like, it, it's good that they're bringing an event to the Japanese market because it's such a huge golf market, especially like, you know, with Hideki and how important he is to the tour and just the the golf world itself just having an event over there and but it just felt like the Japanese fan, it just felt like they were there just wasn't much energy like did you feel well, that did you see the clips they had on Saturday night yeah like yeah. they would just show the crowd and every other guy that they showed was just sleeping yeah which did not help the case I mean it just felt like there was just no juice <clears throat> from the crowd no you know no, it felt like a live crowd, honestly. Yeah, honest. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like the people Easy. were there, but it's like the the numbers were there, but the energy was like comparable. Like did it just didn't seem like even if you had a big putt, like Keegan made some big putts down the stretch, and given you know, I think I think Ricky is who most of the fans were cheering for, but um, he made some big putts down the stretch, and there's just like not like a roar that you would usually. Like here coming down the stretch of a PGA tour event, the last like five holes, you know, maybe it's just the respectful culture of the, the Japanese fans. They're very respectful. And that could be it, but man, something, something about like when you're watching a tournament and the, and the crowds just absolutely lose it at like a big shot or a big putt. That's kind of, yeah. that's what next gets year, me going next year's Zozo championship. The bogey train will sponsor uh sake bombs for the first 500 fans that walk in. So we can get that crowd rowdy for next year. <laughs> did i say the bogey train or second swing i don't know you said the bogey train okay i wasn't i have second swing on my mind so second swing uh we'll do, i don't know maybe someday we'll do a free ad read in order to in order, in order to get them get on their radar but uh all right uh noah did you catch any of the zozo uh is this the tournament that ricky lost by one stroke uh, oh. yep yeah that's the one that one I did not watch any of it, but I I did check the leaderboard. And by checking the leaderboard, is that is that just like checking the bogey train's Instagram story? <laughs> That's probably where I saw it. Honestly, <laughs> I couldn't tell you where I saw the leaderboard, but that, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I, I mean, out of respect, I should probably talk about Keegan first. Uh, 
Uh, nothing against the guy. It's just, it's, it's not who I was pulling for. I mean, good for him. He works hard. He got his fifth win on tour. Like a very odd career from Keegan Bradley. Like his rookie year in 2011 comes out, wins a normal event and then wins the PGA in his first ever start in a major. And then ever since then, it's just kind of been up and down, especially since the anchor ban, uh, his putting has really, really been a struggle. He hasn't been uh, quite the same since, but um, another win, his first since uh, late 2018, I think yeah. September of 2018. Yeah. So yeah, it had been really that whole final group. It had been the the tale of, you know, a long time since wins. Yeah, I that think. thing. Because Ricky, if... Ricky, it's been, you know, three years or something like that. Um, yeah. uh, Andrew Putnam's been quite a while, too. I don't know the exact amount of time i heard i heard 2016 but that might not be accurate i I thought 2016 was standing out for one of the years but yeah it was uh it was kind of i stayed up to watch the whole thing because i was uh desperately rooting for ricky but that whole final group was just kind of a pillow fight that was not it it was, was it was not like good i shouldn't say it wasn't good golf because you know touring pros on a tough course like that and everything but there was just not a lot of yeah, stuff that, going so, on so what you're saying is the ending of the pga tour event this week was a was not great to watch no i mean it was still like exciting it just like because they were all within one or two shots the three of them the whole time but it just like it was almost like a which which one of them of the three was going to lose the least is kind of is kind of what it came down yeah, to like they that, all shot at I think Ricky shot even, um, Putnam shot one or two under maybe, and Keegan shot two under. So it wasn't, I don't know. That, it, that yeah, was it wasn't my question is, uh, do you think that Keegan Bradley won that tournament or do you think it was kind of a uh, Ricky lost that tournament? Well, I mean, Keegan, I, I mean, ultimately he had the fewest shots of anybody in the field. So he it's, won the tournament. That's true. But, um, yeah, that was a, uh, none of the three just like went out and like played really well. Like, you know, there's some events that even if a guy comes in second, it's like, okay, this guy played well enough to win. You didn't really get that feeling from any of them, but one of the three was going to end up on top eventually. But um, yeah, Keegan always been a great ball striker. Um, The pre-shot routine can be hard to watch, but yeah, good for him, I guess. Anything else on Keegan? Yeah, the human rain delay. He's just, you know, he's before been obnoxiously slow. And, you know, yeah. he, seem, he doesn't seem like a, an unlikable guy. You know, like outside from or outside of just watching him play golf, like he doesn't seem like a terrible guy. Unlike uh, Patrick Reed, on the other hand, who just doesn't <laughs> seem like a guy you'd want to have a beer with. But um, yeah. Well, and you're a Patriots fan. So Keegan's a huge Boston that, sports fan. So that does kind of help. Um, yeah. Yeah. Keegan. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anything else on, on Keegan or the event Noah, before we get into, uh, quite possibly the main event of this episode. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Keegan's just a forgettable guy. I kind of forgot he was on tour, honestly. And then you hear his name and you're like, Oh yeah, he's a good golfer. You probably he's had like, no idea he even won a major. I no, Yeah. I, I had no idea. I, I knew he had like a couple wins and he's just like a stud. He's a good player, but it's not like I I ever this Thursday on a PGA tour event, I'm pulling for Keegan Bradley. You know, he's not, I'm not looking for the name in any groups, but 
he's just, he's just he's just an average dude. He's like a guy you bump into at Trader Joe's in the checkout aisle. Like, oh, what's up, Keeg? That's uh, that's an interesting take. I don't know he how just, I don't know what to make of that. No name major winners. There, there was just kind of a stretch, you know, from twenty yeah, there was 2011 a, to 2013 ish. There's just a stretch of like no names winning majors. Like yeah, Jason you don't Duffner. you don't really get that anymore. Basically, Webster, like and, I don't know how many oh. years if, if you go back, but like the major winners are like big time names, basically. But yeah, but there I, was a there was a stretch for a few years there where you'd get major winners that is just kind of a a one off thing. I mean, the biggest the biggest uh, no name major winners as of recently have been Matt Fitzpatrick and Hideki Matsuyama. Okay, th- neither of those are no names. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> that, that just goes to show, you know, looking looking back at, uh, you know, the major winners by I'm year. thinking Francesco in 2018. Yeah, yeah how, that was like honestly disrespectful to even say that about Fitzpatrick and Matsuyama. Uh, yeah, I will, guess. Will you, you, will you formally apologize for that I, take? I will apologize just because he's a Northwestern guy. Uh, I'm a big Northwestern guy. You know what? I'll go to bat for you. I'll assume that you meant like, if you meant to like, the very most casual like fan. Like if you're someone who yeah. like, Oh, golf, like, yeah. isn't that what Tiger Woods put? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone like, like that. But hasn't like, heard of Matt's, he, Matt. He's also a no namer that I could think of. Unlike, you know, I forgot Francesco Molinari won a major. So I would say, yeah, Francesco is maybe, but he's not even, how about this guy? I mean, Shane Lowry, Danny Willett. Is that who you're going to say? I'm looking at, no, I'm looking at the same here as Danny Willett, the 2016 PGA champion. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker. <laughs> yeah, that was. Dude, do you um, remember, Darren, do you remember Jason Clark? Day? Yeah. Honestly, oh. the more I learn about Darren Clark, I don't think that was a no name. I, he, 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 I'm, I'm very glad he won that. He deserved that. <clears throat> His, but anyway, we're getting on, on a tangent here. We are. Um, all right, Ricky. Oh, man. Oh, here's a no-name 2003, I, Sean McKeel. Oh, my gosh. I thought we were done with that. <laughs> nope. I had to get one more in. Uh, all right, Ricky. I don't even know where we start here. You know, I'll, I'll let you tee off here, Noah. With thoughts on Ricky? Yeah. His swing's looking a lot better, like significantly better. That is true. So, yeah, we... shout, out, shout out to Butch Harmon on that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I am thoroughly shocked how much different it looks in just a few weeks of work. And the fact that he could be in contention in a PGA Tour event with making, like, I, yeah. I it's hard to overstate how significant those changes probably feel. Oh, so like, oh, yeah. So even though he had a disappointing final round, it's, like, beyond impressive that he played that well, making changes like that in his swing. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um. Ricky's just such a he's just such a likable guy. It's almost a blast from the past having him in contention again. Feels like I'm living in 2017, pulling for the Puma kid. Yeah, 2017 might have been statistically his best season. He had he had his most wins the, in 2015. It was 2015, the year he won the Players. That was the year he won the Players. He won the Scottish Open, and he also won a playoff event, the Deutsche Bank. Oh yeah, the Deutsche Bank. Deepsea Boston, I remember that. But but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how quickly his game seems to have made a turn. 
So yeah, and I still don't think he's putting, and I still don't think he's putting that great. Like, yeah, there were a few putts down the stretch that I think old, like, you know, Ricky of the past when he was really dialed in on the greens, like he would have never missed. Like he he threw this dart on sixteen to like Mm -hmm. probably like six seven feet or something, basically a straight uphill putt, and he missed it. That just that basically sealed it. Yeah, he had a he had a couple, you know, just shots he gave away down the stretch that par five is at 14 the par five yeah he needed to uh, make a four there hit, hit, not hit the, birdieing that yeah great drive hit the fairway then, well on top of that keegan making par there was he, on four keegan made bogey on did he make 14? bogey i wasn't yeah. i thought he made that par but yeah he ended up know. making bogey that was 15 he made a nice putt for par um yes yeah he made like a 20 yep. footer for par he, keegan did yeah because I, I texted you and i was like where did keegan's ball go like i never saw him hit a shot um, and he just made that nice putt for par. And then, yeah, 16, Keegan being in the bunker. I shanked it. Uh, pretty much just an automatic bogey, even before Ricky, like, they walked up to the green. Yeah, that was an and absolute golden opportunity for a two-shot swing. It, it was, and he just, you know, and, you know, he wasn't taking advantage like he was the first few days. Like, no, yeah. He, he was missing. Par threes the first three days yeah so that just shows how dialed his iron game was yeah. like he made he was making so many twos on the par threes but but yeah the final round his iron it just wasn't there he wasn't hitting anything close no. like he was ev- basically every approach shot was short right he kind of just fanned and so it, it probably just comes with you know confidence with the swing changes i'm not too worried about that it was just disappointing to watch um yeah, he just wasn't hitting it close enough to the hole to to have realistic uh, birdie chances. Like you could say, oh, he never he didn't make any putts, but like when all of his birdie putts were like forty feet, it's hard to expect them to drop. Yeah. And then the one, I mean, the ones that he needed to make, like you mentioned, the one on sixteen, uh, just yeah. And then the the three putt, the three putt on fifteen, the hole yeah. before that was that was because he hit it right off the tee. He was fortunate; he had a shot at the green, of course, fanned it short right, and then three putted. So that was, so he missed like a six footer for par there. And then the next hole missed about a six footer for birdie. And that was, that was basically it. Yeah. But I fell asleep and didn't see 17 or 18. So, Oh, you didn't. Yeah. I Ke- Keegan actually. So Keegan made birdie on 17. Yeah. I, made saw like, the, I saw the second shots on 17. Yeah. Keegan made like a 20 footer. That was kind of had like at least two feet of break. Was, yeah. That was, a, that was a good putt. I thought that was, that was going to be was a two a, putt. Yeah. That was a dagger. And so then it was a two shot lead with a par five left. That I mean, yeah. there's basically no way to, no way to catch him. So, yeah. Um, Other news within this tourney: Victor Hovland, T five. I love dude, to see Victor up there. He's my guy. Back door. He had a good Sunday. Ex- actually, actually, extremely. We have a we have a lot more to talk on Ricky. Actually, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but. Uh, Hovland, very disappointing, actually, final round. He, he was on a little bit of a run. I think he got to 12 under, which is definitely in the mix. And then he bogeyed, I think, four of his next five. So um, he, he ended up having a good finish to kind of like, you know, make the, I guess, make the place he finished look better than, but very, mm-hmm. very disappointing uh, for him to kind of fall apart like that when he got in the mix. One guy I want to shout out, and he's going to be my guy of the year. I'm calling it right now. Bogey train prediction pod. My guy of the year, 2022, 2023, Sahith Tagala. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm with you there. He had a chance to, like, really put some pressure on on Saturday. Um, I mean, he had a a realistic shot, you know, for uh, 61, 60. Yeah, he was like. 59. 
He was like seven under through nine or like eight under through 10 or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, just made a, made a double in there somewhere and just didn't finish, finish yeah, strong that's that tough. day. But, you know, three under on Sunday, only, only lost by three. So. Yeah. Um, on a Grillo, good day on Sunday too. Yeah. He's, he's a ball striker. He has been actually lo- under the radar playing some really good golf lately. Emiliano. Um, all right, back to Ricky. So, Jaden, overall, like, like, how are you feeling? Is that is it just like a very positive week, or like, yeah, how are you feeling after that? I'm feeling good about Ricky. You know, uh, not last tournament, uh, the the Shriners, he missed the cut there, but it gave him a little bit of extra time to work on these swing changes, and he comes in T two uh at the zozo and the the tournament before uh, what tournament did he play before uh the Anderson? fortinet the Fortnite. yep uh third place there i believe sixth sixth yeah uh, well game's looking up you know i i would be i wouldn't be surprised if you know ricky can sneak out a win um this season i, I think it'd be good if he can keep playing well get himself into some of the majors for this year as well yeah, uh, I don't know what his world ranking is now after this week, but one oh six, I think, and a lot of them is top fifty to get into majors. Yeah, top fifty gets you into all of them. So, um, I think I think the like U.S. Open might be like top sixty or something, but like, uh, but but top fifty gets you into all of them. Ooh, the OWGR updated their website. That is nice. Yeah, it does look pretty good. Um, so here's where I'm at. So yes, overall, obviously he's trending in the right direction. He's had a few good finishes already. Um, currently, I mean, I think we're only four events in, but he's seventh in the FedEx Cup. Kind of nice. I mean, he already has the same amount of FedEx Cup points uh, as he had the entire previous season. That so uh, that's pretty good. And uh, but here's the thing: a chance to win a PGA Tour event like doesn't come along every, you know every so often especially for a guy like ricky like the literally over the past three years three seasons there's has only been other than this past weekend like one tournament he actually had a chance to win and so for him to be in that position and then basically the guys he was playing with you know weren't even playing well like it was just an absolute golden opportunity so to not capitalize on it is a, is a little bit tough um, but you know, going back a lot of the stuff I said earlier about with the swing changes and overall positive, yes, but it still is just tough to not be able to finish it off and then you know get that automatic bid into Augusta and uh, you know that would have been, that, would have that, been nice. that sort of stuff because now he's still on the outside looking in in terms of world ranking, still has a lot of work to do. Um, so to be able to get that and get the Masters invite would have been massive. So tough to not uh, be able to, but again. It's in the past, and I guess you gotta guess you gotta take the positives. I, 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 yeah, just you know, like you said, disappointing that he he didn't get the win there. But you know, if if we can keep the game uh, as it is this year, um, you know, these chances will come. Um, okay. Um, question. So was the final was Ricky's final round more of a? Like, do you think that's just like a product of the fact that he's going through swing changes and doesn't quite trust it? Or was it just another, like yet another, um, 
I guess, example in his like struggles in final rounds? Like, is it just like a oh, classic final round Ricky or was it really just like the new swing changes? I, th- I think you could maybe argue a little bit of both. Um, you know, Ricky historically has had some issues in final rounds, kind of closing out tournaments. They made a point on there that he's like two for eight uh, so holding he- the 54 hole lead. Yep. Um, so a little bit of it might lean to that, but I do think, you know, the swing changes, uh, is part of it. Um, and you know, it's, it is kind of tough to, to talk about that, especially when, you know, the first three days he was just striking it so well, uh, and making a lot of birdies there. But, you know, I, like I said, I think, I think we're on the up and up for this season. And I think, you know, it's a pro Ricky Fowler podcast, but I think, uh, the chances are going to come this year. That's yeah. Sure. I hope you're right. I just have a stat here. So all of his 54 hole leads or co-leads on the PJ tour, actually, these might be solo leads. I'm not entirely sure. Um, 54 hole leads. So 2010, the Memorial final round was a 73 finished solo second tiger. Nope. That was 12. Uh, 2011 AT&T National at Aronimink, final round 74. Uh, 2016 Wells Fargo, 74. 2016 FedEx St. Jude, 74. 2017 Honda, 71. He still ended up winning. His lead was four shots going into the last round. Um, 2018 Phoenix Open, final round 73. 2019 Phoenix Open, final round 74. Still went on to win even though it was a final round 74 2021 CJ cup final round 71 2022 Zozo final round 70. So his best in that list. Well, yes, but just like the fact that every single time he's had a 54 hole lead, he has almost shot over par every time and not yet broken 70. That's, it's tough. That's a tough look. Maybe he's just got to start handicapping himself going in the final round because, or he just has to have like a five shot lead. Then he can. Yeah. Like just, you know, if you're up one uh, going into the 54th hole, you take a double um, so that you're down one and then you just play from behind. Or, you know, if you can't play holes 55 through 72, maybe switch to live and just play 54. I don't know. Now you're talking. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, there's, there's a lot more we could go into on Ricky. Hopefully he'll give us some more, uh, some more content throughout the rest of the season. What is, uh, what's his next event? Do we know yet? Is he the CJ cup this week? Actually, they they announced the pairings. He is with Rory and Tom Kim. Ooh, uh, lightning pairing. So little, uh, Ricky and uh, Joe Scavron reunion this week. Maybe it'll bring him. So. All right, yeah. quick percentage, quick percentage on the tour of players just with a 54 hole lead is around 38% of people win with a 54 hole lead. And Ricky's at 20%, right? Uh he's two for nine, I think. 22. Yeah. And I can't remember if that list includes co-leads. It seems like they're mostly solo leads but 
I think they're all solo leads, but I'm not 100% sure. Most of them are. So, yeah. And it's just, one of like, it's one thing not if... Great. Not, a, not great. It's not that it, bad, but it's not great. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's one thing if, you know, you're showing up and you're still playing really well and someone just plays better and, like, catches you from behind. Yeah. But it's just, like, he's, he's showing up on a lot of Sundays throughout his career when he's in good position and it just, like just kind of comes out flat and doesn't really have it. Not he like, it's like, like watching him. It feels like he doesn't have the same confidence that he has the first three days. Dude, there are some guys that Ricky is behind on the world golf rankings that I've never heard of in my life. Yep. Callum Shinkwin. Oh, I've heard Adrian, of that guy. Adrian Otegui. That guy literally won on the DP world tour this weekend. Thurston Lawrence. That like, guy's thirsty. He's Scott thirsty for wins. Kazuki Higa, who are these guys? Adri Arnout, like I've I never Taylor Montgomery. I don't. He's American. I've never heard of him. Dude, he's actually on a heater right now. He hasn't finished like going. So he's on the tour now. He has his tour card. But going back to like I think like midsummer when he was on Corn Fair, he hasn't finished outside of like twelfth in an event. Like he is a guy to look out for. Shout out Taylor Montgomery. He's playing great golf. Funny that you bring him up, but um. All right, I think that probably covers it on Ricky. If you got, unless you guys have anything else, he's also behind Lucas Glover, which I hope all is well with Lucas Glover. Yep. Yeah, hopefully he can uh, rattle off another win here in the next year yeah. or so, just to keep the, uh, you know, keep the wife at happy. yeah, keep the wife at bay. So that's tough. Ricky winning would bring people together, so I hope he wins. I think yes. if, it starts I think if win. Ricky wins, the live might just disintegrate. Honestly, I'm just glad he didn't go. Very glad, or else he'd never play in a major ever again. So he's it's true. Maybe that's why he didn't go. He still might not, but look, it, it looks like we have some hope. So, um, I didn't watch any of it, but uh, the DP World Tour, uh, they were at Valderrama, and like uh, like you mentioned, Adrian Otegui. I think is how you say it. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I think he won by like five or six shots. Oh, he dominated. I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. Yeah. And he was a, under, he was, he was a live guy. 13. He was a live guy. So I don't know how he went like from on live in, to oh, off that's, live. I, I saw that a live guy won the DP world tour. Event. Yeah. But the, but live played this week. So I don't know how he went from part of live to not. Maybe he is not on the live. Cause there was like that list yeah. of guys that they got rid of. Yeah, you know, but they, and you like they have people who have played on live, and then like you won't be on the roster next week or something. Like, yeah, but like if he's if he's good enough to win people. on the DP tour, like I don't know how he gets kicked before some other guys who are just awful. But that's neither here nor there. But I guess that can uh, that I guess all right that that'll conclude the podcast. That's all the professional golf that happened this weekend. Um, and. Uh, yeah, are, are we'll, you guys, are you, we'll you guys see, good? We'll see you next week. Yeah. Stay on the bogey train. Wow, I, I expected more pushback there, Noah. Why? Did I miss something this week? Why did he not play and live? I don't know. I, I don't oh, know. I'm sure there's a reason. he has not I, played and lives last three events. And did he's I not miss? in the field for the finale later this month. Did I miss a four-hole playoff? Is that <clears> what I missed? On Live Golf? No, I didn't miss that. I watched the whole thing. It was electric the whole time. Was it? Was it? 
it was a birdie. It was a, it was a birdie fest. There was four guys down the stretch who had the chance at making a playoff, right? And Brooks and Peter Uline birdie their last holes to send it into a two-man playoff. And they play this, the 18th hole, which is a par five, just over and over and over again. Brooks is just fairway green pretty much every time, two-putt birdie. And Uline keeps throwing it in the greenside bunker and hitting it like a sweet bunker shot to like two feet. So they keep pushing th- three, three holes. So they're on the fourth hole. Uline goes in the bunker again. And like hits a rock on his downswing or something, and he sends the ball into the water. So Brooks wins with an e- easy birdie, but it was an incredible playoff. That's great, man. You had to be there. Well, no one was there. <laughs> I guess I didn't see any of the coverage. That was word on the street is that there was nobody there. Is that uh, as, coming from a guy who watched it? What, what, what do you say to that? I, I couldn't tell you. I wasn't really looking at the crowds. It was like... They, that's because there weren't any. I did see a picture um, uh, of like one of the grandstands, and it was just empty. So if you, if you want to go to a live event, you'd probably get some good seats. The but YouTube the, numbers were tough, too. The, the timing of this one was a little better. So the last one was like overnight, basically. Last week, live golf. This time... It was like, started at, at like five in the morning or something. Our, no, my I think it. I think it started a little earlier than that. Yeah, I, maybe. I think it was a little better than uh, better than Thailand, but still like very early yeah, morning viewing. Yeah, kind of kind of opposite. So so I would wake up and throw on live during my morning routine. You know, I'm just brushing my teeth and watching some guys play golf, and that was like nine o'clock, and I'd maybe catch the last four holes of the tournament. There you go. So it's deep. It was, it was I. Hey, big news. Liv had a title sponsor this week. Uh, did you know, did you catch that? It was uh, Liv Jetta presented by, uh, let me bring it up. Liv Jetta. Okay. Uh, presented by, I don't know how to pronounce this. R-O-S-H-N. Roshan. Uh, Roshan probably. Rosh, okay. Um, is the is the presenting uh, sponsor of Live Jetta? So how do you how do you feel about that? Know that they have a title sponsor. Uh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so you know, how, like, like for example, like the Wells Fargo Championship, or like you know, sure. like almost every tour event has a title oh, sponsor, yeah, yeah. but like the Live events, they've yeah. just been. Yeah, they don't so, need sponsors. Like most people say, well, it's either you could say that or because sponsors don't want to align themselves with it. Well, maybe but, maybe too many sponsors do and they just don't know who to pay. But the funny part, so this is actually a real estate company that is owned by the Saudi Public Investment Fund. So oh, I, wow. I, I, heard, uh, I heard someone describe it as uh, this uh, company sponsoring the live event is basically like (laughs) moving money from one pocket to the other pocket. (laughs) That is showbiz. That's literally showbiz, baby. Uh, I I found that, I found that funny. Speaking on Jeddah and Saudi Arabia, I did see in the news, you know, one of the conversations that we've had before about like sports washing and things like that. Um, In the news, Saudi Arabia sounds like they want a second formula one race in their country. So oh boy. just trying to bring more eyeballs into the country. It looks like. So, all right. What does, what does this mean for Brooks? I, 
uh, here, I'll go first. Um, I have no idea. Like, I, I, like, it's not like I'm looking at this like, oh, yes, Brooks is back, baby. Like, I, it, I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I like, think I, it goes I don't, I don't feel that, anything. I think it goes to show that Brooks can still play golf. Um, Noah, what was the winning score? Was it minus it was, 11? It was 12 under. Two, Brooks and, and Uline were at 12 under. So, I mean, he, he can still play golf. Um, but, you know, how, how strong is that win compared to how it could have been? You know, I mean, if you have Rory McIlroy at that course, who knows what the winning score is, if it's still 12 under, or, you know, what's, what's the deal? So it's hard to judge, um, you know, just how much the win means. But it does, it does kind of tell me that, you know, Brooks can still play, play a little bit of golf. He was pretty, like, elated good vocab word there. He was pretty ecstatic when he won. Big fist Honestly, I, I, I agree with that. And his, his interview after, like, on the final green, like, he was almost emotional. Yeah. Which, like, which, like really unsettled me, to be quite honest. Like, I just, like, it, I, I thoroughly do not buy it. Like the fact that like when he was on the PGA tour, like he kind of had how this you, whole this whole attitude, like exactly, he had this whole attitude. He had this whole like, attitude, like oh, I'm like I'm too cool for the PGA tour, like no, I don't even no, like no. golf that much. And then no, he goes no. to then he goes to Mickey Mouse exhibition tour and wins <laughs> and is crying. This is what I'm saying. Who who needs to win and show some emotion for you to finally like believe that they're feeling something? Like for Brooks to win and, and show that, it's like. I don't, think, I, oh, look, I, I don't think it would matter. Like I don't I don't think it's like I'm waiting for someone to win and show emotion for me to like be on the live train. Like I don't think sure. like anyone like being happy about winning is gonna make me not think it's a Miss Mickey Mouse golf tour. Like I, I honestly don't know what could change my mind about that. Well, also, maybe I do. Also, uh he was like he was playing, I guess not the the playoff because they're they're both on the same live team, but their team was playing for a seed for the match play final in Miami. So they like went up a seed or something after winning this, or went up two seeds or something. Which uh, I was listening um, to another podcast, and they were highlighting the point that uh, so at the team championship they're going to have to take all four scores or something. So that basically, like, even though the Aces have well, been the best team, like, they're screwed because Pat Perez will actually have to count. Exactly. Well, they do. They do. He's going to go off. They do two singles match play and one alternate shot match play. Jeez. If that makes sense. So hopefully they can throw Pat with, like, DJ or something and DJ can carry. Just carry him around. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Honestly, that will be interesting to see what the energy is like at that event. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting. It's an interesting format too. The, the yeah, teams, the like, seeds get to pick who they play against. It's not just like that's the highest seed okay. Plays the lowest seed. Like some of that stuff is like, like that could actually be like exciting viewing. Like even though I still have plenty of problems with like the existence of live, like in a principled way. Like I just see that could actually, but like fifty-four hole shotgun stroke play event, like. Yawn. No, thank you. Uh, but the match play could be interesting. That's why, like, that's one of those things that, if somehow PGA Tour could like work in something like that, 
and like be, you know, not like what the, what the tour is based off of. Yeah. Let's hear it. Here's a question. How, how much, or do you follow the, the, uh, Dell match play? Do you follow that at all? Yeah. How much do you watch it? Like if it's on TV, like I'll, I'll watch like, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm not golfing this weekend because the Dell, like that's basically like the masters and like, that's about it that, that I would do that yeah. for. But, um, well, usually you're not, I mean, if it's, if it's on, I'll watch it. That's just, that's kind of like most events. Like I care about it a little bit more because yeah, like you don't it's see cool. match play all the time. It's cool. But in, in the Dell match play, it's, it's kind of hard to get behind sometimes because everyone's out for their own selves. Right. So if you're up a lot in the match, it's like, whatever, if you're down a lot in the match, it's like whatever. So it's hard to like kind of root for a bunch of guys. And there's a lot of matches that happen in a Dell match play too. Yeah. I think yeah, it's they, a cool, like, it's a cool like format, obviously, but they, I don't they really know torch with the format too. If how it's run is the best. Well, yeah. And that's not just like a straight up match play tournament. They, they changed it so that you, you come out of these, like, what's the yeah, word I'm looking for? The group yeah, stages. yeah. Yeah. The groups. Yeah, and, they, and they basically they did that because sponsors were sick of their guys losing and like on Wednesday being eliminated from a tournament. You know, like I, like, I like if there's a chance that Tiger, like, well, I know, like in in tr- like true competitive match play, yes, I agree with you, but like you know, like for example, if there's a chance that Tiger could lose on Wednesday and like not be in the event for the rest of the weekend through Sunday, people aren't aren't a big fan. So they figured out a way that every player is there for the first three days, no matter what, but which I get, I, which I get why, but it's right. It's not like a true match play bracket. I'm sure it was something to the players too. You know, like they're taking well, time. They're flying out there to play this. Tournament yeah. Yeah. Not just sponsors, but yeah, the players um, too. But the match play did give us a good moment. Gave me one of my favorite golfers of all time. Uh, Victor Dubuisson. Loved yeah. that. Loved that. Dubuisson. Um, no, but Dubuisson. what I would like to see him do with the match play uh, now that we're just on the match play, uh, I love it, match play. Make it more like your like state ams that you have. So like have a seating round. Don't do it just based off of world golf ranking. Like have your field come in, have a seating round, and then play match play from there. See, I see what you mean, but I kind of like it the way. Like I think the reason they do they do seating rounds like in just like you know smaller like state match plays is like they have no way to seed the people. Like how else would you, you know, like it, it's not like you can take a, if you can't just like, you could rank them by like handicap. handicap or something. Yeah, you could. Which is basically what they do with world ranking points. I'm yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. And no, because like, you know, if you have like Scotty Scheffler shoot like a 74 and then like whoever's the 64th ranked player in the world shoot like, or what I say, uh, yeah, Scotty Shuffler shoots like a few over and he's like the 60 seed, but then some, some like relative no name has a really good day. It's like, it still feels that like sucks. It's golf. Yeah. But it still feels like Scotty Shuffler, like beating Scotty Shuffler would be more of a win than like beating this guy who just had one good day. You know what I mean? I like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with crumbles, but back to my, back to my match play, my match play point. I think that part of what makes the Ryder Cup so fun to watch is like you're going to have some matches that are, are just blowouts and someone wins like six and five. But you have other ones that are close and you always have something to watch. 
because it is USA versus Europe. You will be rooting for one of those teams, and there will be a close match. That's part of what makes it so electric. So I think that the team match play format just like works so much better than just normal. Because if, if it's a normal match play and you're like pulling for Tony Finau and he's down four with six to play, it's like, well, I'm just going to not watch anymore. Mm. Maybe. Also, part of, uh, part of what makes the Ryder Cup so special is, uh, I guess, just a lot of the, you know, maybe it's corny or whatever, but just the, the history and everything that goes along with it, which obviously Liv hasn't had the chance to have. So there's not like, you know, there's still a sort of like arbitrary, like, like it was just kind of made up out of thin air sort of feel to it, which... I don't know. Maybe that's the way the Ryder Cup felt at first, but it, I don't know. Will I watch it? No, probably not. But it sounds something like I'd be more interested in watching than the other events, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun. When is Miami? Is there like a, a week break or a two week break? Live Golf Miami. Dude, the CJ Cup should be lit this weekend. The field is absolutely stacked. Live Golf it's, Miami, October 28th. Yeah. So, so two okay, a couple, couple weeks. Yeah. I'm going to be in the Dominican Republic at the time. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I, I can now 100% certainty confirm I will not be watching any of that. So, I will be doing something else. I don't know what, but I will be. I'll fill you guys in. I'll just FaceTime you guys in. All right. I'll FaceTime you guys into my TV coverage. You guys have uh, um, you know, anything we might be uh, doing down the road? I know we've talked about doing a Dream 18 segment, which should be fun uh, once mm-hmm. we get to it. Um, any, anything else that is, uh, anyone has suggested to you or that uh, you think we should uh, look at doing? Uh, I haven't had really any suggestions um you know i did talk to a few people and uh you know they really did like the the interview format that we did you know we did it first originally with noah when we interviewed him about live golf basically uh and he's just kind of stuck on the podcast but they they really liked what we did with drew uh last week and thanks to drew for coming on and doing that uh it was it was a great time so you know maybe just more interviews it is kind of tough to you know, maybe find people to interview being such yeah. a small, a small podcast in the Midwest, but you know, I, I have a couple ideas <clears throat> I could try, but yeah. Um, I yeah, think like we could we maybe could bring like, back the build a golfer segment that we did last time. I mean, those answers yeah. might be totally different now with yeah. how much has changed. That, I, so I have a couple comments from a fan. One there, they would love to see a build a dream 18, right? They think that'd be cool. And they said the Builder Golfer was probably one of our best episodes. So, yeah, I agree. That'd be that'd be really cool to do now and see what I happens. I don't think I ever watched you guys' Builder Golfer back in the day. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to go get that view. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have to bring that back then. Um, and then we could do the opposite, like build your worst golfer. So, we could, like, you know, if we did like. U.S. Open, like we do Phil Mickelson or something like 18th hole of a U.S. Open, or like who's uh, who's the Just worst like driving? Golfers. We'd have Christian Christian Bezadenhout off the tee, 
Um, Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to roast anyone too hard. These guys are working hard. Yeah, he's grinding. Um, um, no, but yeah, like so if interviews, yeah. we could look at like, uh, you know, maybe Eric or, uh, you know, LP or something like that. Maybe get a course superintendent in from Sudbury. That'd be cool. Oh, gosh, yeah. Skywalker. Um, okay, how about... Skywalker. Um, Todd. Todd. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not the one I was necessarily thinking of, but, you know, um, who knows if he even knows. But, yeah, if, uh, if you're listening and you think you have a suggestion of something that would be fun um, or anyone that would be an interesting interview, uh, the DMs are definitely open on Instagram, so... Or you um, just want to be on the pod. You just want to jump on and talk. Say like, I did, I'll talk. I did have one if, person yeah, if, if that wanted a, to come on the pod. Oh, boy. I will it, talk about it after the show here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on that, I, I think this, we've gone. Is this uh, the PGA 2K segment now? Oh, yeah. Shoot. We could. Yeah. We, We're we still could under t- an we, hour. So. Yeah. We could touch on that briefly since uh, we've had a little more time to week. get it, get in the Been game and. Um, I know, I know you gave first thoughts last time, but yep. how's, how's it more updated? Yep. Uh, more updated. I freaking love the game. Actually, I put so much time into the game this weekend. It's unbelievable. And I just, you know, I love it. Um, <clears throat> it's been just kind of a career mode grind recently, but <clears throat> you know, just seeing, I'm seeing some improvements in the game. I'm starting to get some fittings, uh, and get them equipped and it, it just makes the game a whole lot different. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I'll echo what I said last week in that I'm really excited for this game. And I know you've been playing it a little bit now, too. You can actually see it. I think it's pulled up in your, your glasses right there. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. I have Because um, I'm limited in uh, outlet space right now, so I have to unplug ah. the monitor in order to plug in the computer to make sure it doesn't die. I know but, you were uh, but you were playing a little bit earlier, and we, we played a little bit last night and the night before. And... Yeah, uh, working on it, I am I'm definitely like... I don't know if impressed is the word or shocked, but just like just noticing how much of a difference the archetypes do make. Um, obviously, like, you know, something simple with like the amount of distance, like, you know, your carry distance and things like that, that's obvious. But just like between, you know, for example, the powerhouse archetype, which is going to be the hardest one for swing plane and timing versus another one that might be, you know, a little, little easier in those categories. I think it's a huge difference. So, um, yeah, and on and on the courses that are in the game, like if you're doing career mode or the ones that are, you know, on TGC tours and like that, I think you need to be able to hit the fairway. So I think that's more important than having an extra like 15, 20 yards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, some big announcements with PGA since last week when we talked. Uh, number one, they did have a whole announcement of like people they're bringing in the game. Uh, so they're bringing like the barstool foreplay guys in and they're going oh, to yeah. Um, yes, we should talk about that. They have yeah. 100 Thieves, which is Nade Shot, who was in a lot of the release trailers, uh, who's a big golfer. And so they're going to be bringing him in, I'm assuming. And then they, they mentioned Dude Perfect as well, uh, is also going to have some sort of role in the game. Okay. I have some thoughts on this. Um, I want to hear what you think. <laughs> I, I mean, I like it if you're trying to bring people in. Um, you know, like, bringing the the number one golf podcast in in the world on board with you know a golf game 
I didn't Obviously know they're going to grill the game. Yeah, they're bringing us. I, yeah, game. I didn't get that email. Yeah, oh. I'm already in the game. I that's cool though. That's good on him, Caddy. So, um, so like it's it's good to grow their game and you know grow their base. Uh, it it's kind of funny because I am I'm a four play fan, so you know it'll be funny when they come in to you know play around with Trent and just use his fat ass and watch him you know whack the ball around 90 times i hope the uh i hope the like skill settings are accurate yeah I like hope i hope like i hope frankie, frankie just can't chip dude and, he, his chipping's actually good now like he's gotten really good at chipping yeah so this like i just find it gimmicky like yeah. i like at first like that's, I, that's the other part with it like too. like the michael jordan thing i was like okay like whatever it's fine like i i couldn't care less if I can play as Michael Jordan in the game, but it's whatever. And then, you know, they announced like Steph Curry and I was like, okay, uh, whatever. Like it still doesn't make a difference. And then like now, like the bar stool guys. And I just like, you're not going to have like, for example, like in the new Madden that's coming out, you're not going to have like an athlete from another sport that you can like stick yeah. on the Vikings or something, you know, like it, <laughs> Yeah, and but, I think, but maybe I think that, that is maybe they just need more of, eyes. Maybe they just need more eyes on the game or something. But I think I, that's where you get a little bit of free reign with golf too. Is it's not like that's true. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're going to be throwing, you know, insert name here, Madden content creator on the Madden game as a receiver, and like, you know, NHL, you're not just throwing some random schmo on the NHL game. Yeah. Is this are they adding this to the game or is it like a DLC? Yeah, they'll it'll be a DLC to the game. It'll yeah, it'll be in a obviously I don't have the game and I'm not playing it, but that like I don't know, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. If it's a, yeah, just a DLC. I mean, it, it's a it's a cool thing, you know, that it, they're adding people in. Uh but like I also at the same time it'd be, you know, add some of the, the main two K guys in that have been like a crazy Canuck who's been, you know, grinding the game and broadcasting this game for since TGC won 10 years ago, and I'll get, get him some love. And I knew that, know they do that with the, the next makers and the course designer and they had them in there last year, but yeah, it's uh, like, a, it's not like it's something I'm just mad about, but it's just, I don't know. It seems yeah, like I said, a little bit gimmicky, but yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm going to, oh, yes. Like, I am just so pumped to go play around with rigs. No, I don't. No, I don't I don't think so. I don't want to watch that putting stroke. I, I don't either. But uh, on top of that, uh, they also announced, they had a whole slew of announcements that they did late last week. Uh, you know, just kind of post-launch uh, uh, a press release that they had. Uh, they did announce some changes that are going to be coming to the game. So they are going to add, like, a ranked matchmaking um, with like a ranked leaderboard and things like that. And they are adding cross-platform as well. Uh, cross-platform, cross-gen. So PS4 can play with PS5. Uh, PlayStation can play with Xbox and PC. That's, that, it's hard. You can't even overstate how big that is. That's that, huge. That is, that is huge. Um, you know, especially from a, like a TGC standpoint where, uh, you know, their societies were meant to bring a cross-platform in into one whole tour. And now they're 
just going to be doing that within the game. So that's, you know, that's huge for a TGC tour standpoint. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, that's massive. And I, I'm pumped for that. And uh, yeah, just uh, one other point on the thing. So I think if EA really wants to compete with 2K here, um, they should probably, you know, bring in the faces of the other biggest podcast in the world of golf. So um, I've been waiting for, you know, EA to reach out to us so they can have us in their game. Yeah, or but, the Live Golf video game. You know, we'd, we'd be in that too. Oh, my. Uh, no, I, I, I'd be in the EA game. It, it'd sell some marketing. You can see me on the 18th green at Augusta National sinking a putt. Yeah, for seven. You know, yeah, no, it'd be for a three. Dude, oh, I wow. That, I would birdie that hold 10 times out of 10. That tee shot's so easy. Wow. Well, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't the know. Green just EA, funnels right back to the pin. I, mean, I don't think EA could create enough video games to keep up with the demand they would get should honestly. they put us in the game. So That's true. I get it. Yeah. You know, I get it. I don't know if, if, if someone saw a motion capture of Noah's swing, though, they might, they might not yeah. want the game anymore. Well, on my swing, they'd want the game, but not on my putting stroke. <laughs> uh, another big announcement. This is unrelated to PJ 2K. We'll come back to that in a second. But big announcement is, uh, you know, if you're a big bogey train fan, be on the lookout for some bogey train merch sometime between now and 2030. You know, <laughs> having a merch drop. Wide, wide window. in that range. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it will be going down. Could be soon. Point. Could be not soon. We don't know. Yeah, but, but just keep, you know, your, just keep, your, keep, eyes, keep your eyes out. Also, Follow the Bogey yeah. Train Instagram for yeah. the updates. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a busy guy. Out. I'm a busy guy. I don't have all the time in the world to, uh, you know, edit content and things like that. But also there may, may be something going up on, on YouTube in the near future. You just like... Um, keep an eye out for it. Nothing, uh, you know, yeah, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not tomorrow, but, uh, um, may, may go back into the YouTube world and also, um, yeah, so that, that, I guess that's all I'll say there. So huge. Anything else from you guys before we, uh, cut it off? Um, you know, nothing, nothing from me. Uh, second swing reaching out to you again. I know that you loved that podcast last week with one of your employees. So give us more employees to talk to. It'd actually be fun. You know who I'd love to talk to? Thomas. Thomas Campbell. I would love to interview Thomas Campbell. Well, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Sponsor us second swing. Come on. Yeah. You know you want to. We'll do a, we'll do a free ad read right here and we'll just show you how good it is. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. This, um, this is your call. This is your call, Bogey Train listeners, to go out and work on your short game, specifically your putting. Just know that I will be out there. If you ever are in doubt that you have the energy or inspiration to be out there, just know that I'll be out there working on my putting stroke and let that get you fired up to go work on your putting stroke. There you go. The, I, just uh, the wise words to send us off. I'm different gonna, strokes for different folks. Mat in my classroom and just practice my putting during my prep period. Yep. There it is. Yeah. You can, you can, even though winter's around the corner, you can still, no excuses, still got to work on putting. Find, so find a simulator near you. If you are a, if you're a listener in the, the Watertown area, Glacial Lakes Power Sports, good simulators. I'll be there. It's going to be my number one spot to work on swing changes this winter. So I'm going to be a brand new golfer. Next All right, yeah, you're um, round, you're, you're the you're the latest to be on uh, on Butch's docket. I am. 
There you go. John Tillery, Tillery has an opening, I hear. <laughs> he does. No, Trent just filled that up. Oh, man. Yeah, Ch- Tillery has some more time, so. He has a lot of openings, I hear, actually, now. I wonder how he feels, to be quite honest. Like, you know, he's working with Ricky for three years, just <laughs> garbage golf. He goes back to Butch. Two of his first three events are top six. You know, like John that's. John Tillery is the to- android of swing coaches. It's, it's just more time for him to fo- focus on Kay Kizzy, though. And so, you know, if, uh, if I was a betting man, I would bet over 0.5 wins for Kevin Kisner this year. Absolutely not. I would, I would not put any money on that. Over? I'll over. hit the over on that. I'll hit the over on that. That's, that's free money. Uh, we got a tournament this. Let's, should we do a little last little thing? We got five minutes. Uh, little predictions on the CJ Cup. Uh, Ricky's going to win by eight. You know, looking, looking. No, I bet field, Rory will win. Honestly, looking in the field, uh, Rory's too good. All right, here's the deal: pick three golfers. If one of your players wins, the other us other two people will Venmo you five bucks. It sounds like gambling, which I'm not going to endorse. Gamble responsibly if you. Uh, <laughs> I will. 1-8. I will endorse gambling. Gambling but, problem. One eight hundred. You know, looking at some betting lines, you got Rory McIlroy plus six fifty, John Rahm plus nine hundred, Sung J M plus eighteen hundred. Uh, if I'm looking for a steal of a bet this week, though, uh, Nick, you mentioned this guy. He's been hot. Uh, plus 4,500 is Taylor Montgomery. So, you know, that might be a good place to throw some nuggies I, down. I'd, I'd put money. I, what's his for a top 10? Because I would. Uh, I'm looking at just a win. Um, I would. Ricky, Ricky's higher than plus 4,500. So, if you really want to hammer Ricky coming off that week, he's plus 8,000. Uh, same as Yikes. Sahis Tagala and Jason Day and Scott Stallings right. and Siwoo. So, dude, if you want to make some money, you might want to hammer Ricky this week. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah, if you are the kind to uh, throw a few nuggets on professional golf, Taylor Montgomery top 10, I'm going to say take that to the bank, and we can come back and discuss next week. So, I'm, I'm trying to look up that betting line, Taylor Montgomery top 10. Um, here we go. Rory McIlroy is minus 135 to top 10. So that's uh, Well, I would say t- Taylor Montgomery to top 10 and Rory to win. Taylor Montgomery to top okay. 10 is plus 330. Um, top five is plus 750. Ricky Fowler I, top 10 is plus 500. There you go. There you go. All right, now we're a golf betting podcast. You hammer the nuggies. Put 100 nuggies on Ricky to win. 100 nuggies on Ricky to top five. Wow. 100, nuggie, 100 nuggies on Ricky to top 10. Uh, what a parlay that would be. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Ricky misses the cut, and you're just like screwed. Well, it's only three hundred nuggies. You can make that back. Ah, <sighs> we need a new term for that because I feel like I'm stealing from a different podcast saying nuggies. No laying up. You could use you could use dollars, maybe. No, because that's just too American. We could. Be, yeah, we got to be all inclusive to all. We got Belgian listeners. All right, yen. Uh, dinero. Chips. chips. I like chips. I like chips. <laughs> or cookies. We could do cookies. Ooh. I li- yeah. I like cookies. Put all your cookies on Ricky like, Fowler top 10. I like all sorts of cookies. Or Taylor Montgomery top 10. I like Montgomery top 10 for sure. I like that play. That's a, I'm, I'm plus 330. I don't think you can go wrong with that. All right. Anything else from you two? I'm ready to wrap it up. I'm I'm good. All right. 
Well, till next time, stay on the bogey train. Uh, let us know your thoughts, your feedback. Um, go ahead and uh, give us some nice reviews in the podcast world, wherever you get it. And uh, yeah, keep and listening to the bogey train. Like Nick said, if you got episode ideas, shoot them at us. You know, Joe Anonson, me, Nick, the bogey train Instagram account, shoot them at us. Give us some ideas on what you want to see. Uh, maybe some YouTube content that we can put out for you. Mm-hmm. We're all over the socials, everywhere. We're everywhere. All right. Till next time, stay on the bogey train, folks. Be real. I just got stuck in a bogey train. Mm-hmm.